I think um, Greg said it was the biggest, de- uh, worst decision that anyone's ever made as well. So I heard. <laughs> Me? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a, no, you know, a show, didn't. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not say that. I got the fire extinguisher. <laughs> what I said was, I was like, he hasn't played Irish rugby yet. I was like, how yeah. can he go from just getting into the squad to starting? I got sent um, that clip plenty of times afterwards and I was just oh. like, I was just like. <laughs> Dude, I didn't say anything bad, did I? No, 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 it was, uh, no, that's what I didn't think was there. I was like, surely he's not going to start. And then you started, and then you had an unbelievable game and scored a try. I was like, shows what I know, anyway. Joe presents House of Rugby, United Rugby Championship, together with Bank of Ireland, proud supporter of the four Irish provinces. Hello, and welcome back to House of Rugby. The semi-finals of the United Rugby Championship took place over the weekend, and Lindsay's here, and we're finally going to get some revenge. (laughs) Yeah, I feel I feel like a monster fan this week. I know how he is a well felt all season, so I'm not a happy camper. And so you yeah. enjoy your event. I did, enjoy I enjoyed it. it. I enjoyed it. And Greg's here as well to rub it in as well. I'm not gonna rub it in. I'm actually a bit gutted there's no Irish team into the final, but uh commiserations have shocking result ah, from Leinster. Yeah. They just weren't themselves. They're yeah. really, really out of sorts. Exactly. We had one glimpse of Royal Lachlan's try after that. You know. Oh. No phases, turnovers. Yeah, it was a bad weekend. We've got a special guest this week, Ireland International, Connacht star, Mr. Mac Hansen. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. How cool does this man look? Ah, cool as a breeze. Cool as a breeze. Yeah, Aussie, <laughs> Aussie vibes. Aussie nice. vibes, that's it. When the sun's out. You can <laughs> take advantage of it, yeah. yeah. But uh, look, we get straight into the game anyway, obviously. So, as we already mentioned, Leinster lost at home to the Bulls. I don't think anyone saw that coming. 26 27. Um, Leinster got a try at the very end with the, with the clock in red, kind of consolation. There's a couple of missed kicks there from Johnny in the build-up. But I mean, I don't know, Mackie, did you, you saw the game? What do you what do you make of it? Um, as Lindsay said, like it was just they just didn't really look like themselves at all. They kind of looked um, a little bit frazzled out there, which is you're just not used to seeing with Leinster at all. Yeah. Like they're normally so cool, calm, collected, and um, yeah, it was. It was, as Greg said, it's it's tough to have no Irish teams in now. It's all South African final, which is great for them, but it's uh, it was a little bit disappointing. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Greg? Yeah, I, to be honest, I didn't watch it live because I yeah. was like, oh, it's a foregone conclusion. Like, Leinster are obviously going to win this. They were at home in the RDS. Yeah. Um, they'd beaten Glasgow seven, by 76 points the week before. And their team was pretty good. They obviously didn't start with, like, Sexton or... or a couple of the other lads, but like they had a really good team. They had Henshaw in there, they had Van der Fleer. I was like, this is going to happen. And then I think Bulls just had a really good game plan. They stopped them physically and they got their line out. And I think Leinster just aren't used to be to losing. And I said, they just got a bit shook. And maybe it was kind of a bit of residue from La Rochelle as well. They're probably picking themselves up after that. But like not an ideal finish this season for Leinster. No. See, I'm not sure about the residue from La Rochelle. I think to me, I did watch the game live because I'm a true fan. Um, <laughs> but they looked a bit lethargic to me. Uh, I think they were bullied. I think, yeah, there was loads of players. I was like, Van der Fleer got a penalty for a high tackle, not like him. Ring Rose, knock on. I think they had 18 turnovers. Yeah. Like, that's not like Leinster. They're so efficient, proficient. James Ryan like a machine. hard as well. I thought he was a bit harsh, but uh, that's the way the game was going when you're under pressure. Like, they were under pressure. The mall was going to go, um, but it wasn't kind of a blatant, like, foregone conclusion. But they were motoring away, um, away well and they would have got over the line. I think what was disappointing for me is the line-out and then the scrum was inconsistent. So if you have no platform, like, we've seen the, the nice try for O'Loughlin, but we have no... And they didn't even change up the line-out. Like, mm. they were kind of going to, like, the tree spot. 
And when they went to Ross Maloney for like, which was at the back for like five, six area, that's when we got the Alachlan try. And I just couldn't understand that. I was like, you are not changing here. We're not adapting. We've no plan B. Um, and then it just really summed it up when Johnny didn't convert Alachlan's try. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we could have won it by a point. But look, I don't think we deserved it. That kills me to say, but. Yeah. Did yeah. you play in any of the games for Connacht this year against any of the South African sides? Yeah, yeah, we played the Bulls actually. We, yeah. We pumped the Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> so. There you go. One what are they like? like are, they, are, they, are they as physical as, as I know what you'd expect from a South African team or a Springbok kind of a team? Like, a, is that the way they play? Like, are they tough to play against? You know, like when, so when we played them, they just really, um, they just really didn't respect us at all. I think Jake White came out before the game and I think he called us all just a bunch of rejects straight away. So. Oh, you remember this game? Yeah. You scored You scored an unbelievable try again. It was your home debut. Yeah, yeah. so it was yes. the Bulls team we played is just completely different to where they are at the moment. Um, like they've had some turnaround. If you yeah. if you told me they'd be in the final um, at the start of the year, I said absolutely no way. Like I, I thought they'd be towards the bottom. So um, yeah, it's definitely a completely different side to to the one that we faced, and um, I think they're going to be really hard to beat. Like they've shown they can kind of go anywhere and and win as well. So even though they they won't have a home final, like the the, the Stormers are, I think, going to be up for a bit of trouble against the Bulls. Mm. Definitely. Well, I don't think they were meant to win last week um, for their quarterfinal. Obviously, got uh, yeah. with the with the drop goal in the last minute. Then, uh, obviously, this week with Leinster, who had previously beaten them thirty-one three, and I think twelve out of fifteen of them actually started that game. So it's not like it, like you're saying, it was a completely different team. Um, but like I thought, Grobler was excellent. Uh, you'll have to help me with uh, Marcel Cotia. Cotia, um, I thought it was exceptional. Um, and they've just big, big men who just yeah, they just had a game plan. Like every time Leinster. Like we just didn't get any gain line momentum, so we we weren't even getting soft shoulders or continuing that momentum. We were just absolutely some of the hits and some of the Leinster lads. I was like, oh, you're going to feel that tomorrow. So I wonder was, yeah. it, was it the fact as well? Like they went into that game like and they had absolutely no oppression on whatsoever. It's like you're going to the RDS, take on Leinster, you've lost, and they're like, all right, well let's just play like and see what happens. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They did no pressure on them whatsoever. Whereas all the pressure on Leinster because you're expected to not just win but win pretty comfortably is what they were expected of them. Maybe that got to them and got into both teams' heads, like, and that makes all the difference. Well, like, as well, a lot of the Leinster lads have been through Ireland camp, like, they would have had Autumn Internationals. Um, now, this is a matter of fact, it's not me gloating, right? Just let me be clear with this. But we had a lot of Leinster players in the Irish team, we, you know, they've been through European competition and then the URC. So, as much as Lancaster and Leo Cullen have rotated their squads, I think they just look mm. like a lot of tired men out there in end of season stuff, to be yeah. fair. I'm not sure about selection for me. Like, I don't know why Ross Maloney, who's had an exceptional season, didn't start. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we're missing Ryan Bard. Dan Sheehan had a great battle with Gobbler, you know, for who was king of the hookers on the day. Um, none of our back row really performed either. Conan didn't impact. Van de Fleer was quiet and Caelan Doris. So, yeah, just look, bad day. We just need to chalk yeah. it off. And you probably know the best, Mac. Like, mentally, has it just been a really long season for everyone? European Cup, URC, Irish squad. But, and you have another New Zealand tour coming up that we'll talk about. But you think the Leinster lads are just mentally fatigued? Yeah, look, I think like we obviously finished a bit earlier than than everybody else, but and even that was you're thinking this is this is a long season, so mm. um, they've played even more footy than us. So I'd definitely say it, you know they probably are a little bit fatigued. Um, it's hard it's hard to say because I, I definitely know that they still would have been up for it and they def- yeah. definitely would have been going into that game wanting to win. So um, I don't really know what came down to it on the day, but yeah. Yeah, I think Bulls are just so prepared, but I'm just thinking, 
if being in that position, like getting emotionally up for La Rochelle last week, getting losing and having to go again and up and down, and and I think it's just really tough for these guys, and it finally just just paid it due, paid mm. it dues, like do you know what I mean? And they, they didn't play too badly. I think there's just their ill discipline. Turnovers. Turnovers. And then I think they just ran out of time. Like yeah. they brought on Sexton at what, fifty three minutes and they're going there and kinda of saved that there, Johnny, and he couldn't even do it. He got a bit pissed off. He was starting fights with Grobler and Cutsia a little bit and, and they couldn't just finish it off. But it's it's kinda of, it's Did you sad. hear him on the ref's mic? He was like, that was a headbutt. And then he's like, why don't you have a look at it? And I was like, <laughs> it was like underage rugby, like giving out to the referee. I was like, apparently it was like, admiring him. Apparently it was like, just cut it now, Johnny. You can hear everything. <laughs> Mac, how did you find it when you first came into the Irish camp? So obviously you would have heard a lot about Johnny Sexton, like and the kind of player he is and the kind of fiery temper he has. You'd have, you would have seen it in matches and then you would have heard about the stories and training. But coming in, like you would often slot into that first, second receiver role and stuff and be, be there with Johnny. Like, like when you first got into the camp, what was it like? Um, I don't think anybody was taking me too seriously when I first came. Like I, not in uh, like we had a we had a pretty good night off the field one time, and I kind of let my, got myself out there a bit more. So I think Johnny was uh, able to joke around with me a lot more. I never really saw the um, real fiery side of him. To be honest, he never really. Uh, I was never on the end of one of his his rants that I've heard so much <laughs> not about. Yet, so, not yet. Not, yeah. Um, He's, he's just such a competitor. He, that's just why he's been so good for, for so long. And mm. I think he just wants to be the best at everything. So um, that's that's the kind of main thing I took away from him. He's just always wanted to, to compete. So, yeah, it might come across as him being a bit of a dick, but it's just like, that's just, as I said, why he's so good all the time. Yeah. Any any players surprise you? Like any of the Leinster or Munster players or Ulster players that you would have probably, I don't know, did you watch the Irish team on TV and stuff or the provinces before you came over here? Anyone you're like, oh, I didn't think you'd be this kind of guy here. <laughs> In a good way, obviously, not in a bad way. <laughs> no, I guess it's always kind of t- hard to tell off the field, like yeah. from from what guys are like. Um, there are some guys that are on the field that are, that are you know get on people's under uh, people's skin and all that as well. But uh, I, don't, I didn't really see that too much from the Irish teams whenever I watched them. They, they, they all look like good blokes. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, yeah, I can't really say too much about them at the moment. Hopefully, going on tour with them soon. So. But yeah, the New Zealand tour will tell yeah, it off. Yeah, we'll tell it off, yeah. definitely. But you're so chill in your personality and kind of the Aussie bloke. Going into the Irish international setup, did you find it's really intense and be on, being on Andrew Farrell and international coaching, or are you just kind of chilling, just making it happen? Because no. I heard you trained really well when you went in there, and that was just kind of your what your just calm demeanor. It was um, no, look when when we're on, we're on, and that's that's a good thing. It, it, I found, um, but like when we had time off, it was kind of away from footy and it wasn't always like it was just footy, footy, footy the whole time. So you actually did have chances to relax and um, get to know blokes and, and stuff like that compared to um, some camps have been in where it's just constant footy and it really, mm. that really drains you and makes it tired, uh, tiring and it makes it hard to kind of make connections with players. Mm. Yeah. But the way that Andy set it up is, is, perfectly, is perfect, I think. He, yeah, as I said, he gets in. When we're on, we're on. We're focused on what we're doing, but when it's time to get away from rugby, he's got no problem with that. He's he's fine with with blokes being themselves and everything as well. Yes, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, we'll just take one final quick look at Lindsay again before we move on. Um, I suppose Lindsay, is this 
it's, it's, a, it's a disappointing season, isn't it? Like, there's no way of looking at it kind of for Leinster. As, as well as they played and they've went out and hockeyed some teams, they got the Champions Cup final and a semi-final. But all in all, when they look back, they'll be disappointed, won't they? Yeah, I think it's the first time now what we've won four in a row. Um, mm. They've come away with no trophies unless any of the lads have been in, involved. So I think we were chatting about that before the show. Like, the first season, James Ryan in his professional career has come away with a trophy, with no trophy for Leinster, which is saying something to the dominance. Um you know, part of me is a bit, it's a bit like, obviously I'm a Dubs fan as well, you know, we did the six in a row and sometimes you just need that refreshment. It's get boring for everybody and it's mm. nice to see the South Africans come in. It's a different dynamic. Um, they play a nice style of really physical rugby, but they can play some really slick stuff. You know, they also live on the edge and we've seen them, you know, they're so ill-disciplined mm. at times and yeah, get away with it. So I think it was, it's, it'll be nice. They'll be very disappointed considering the depth of their squad. Um, but... It's nice to kind of refresh, pull back, I suppose, the sheets, look at maybe some of the cracks and where to go forward, yeah. you know? Is it, is it fair to say, Mac, no matter how well you play, no matter how far you get, if you, even if you get to two finals, but if you don't win at the end of the day, you look back disappointed no matter what, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. If you, if you, um, you work the whole season to win stuff and you come away with nothing, it's definitely gutting. Um, yeah, I'm a bloke that's lost 10 grand finals in a row, so I know, yeah, I know that it's not. <laughs> oh my God, are you still sit here for a pleasure? Uh, yeah, one more, and I'm, if I lose one more grand final, I'm done. So <laughs> if that's next year and we, we don't make it, uh, I'm quitting footy. But no, it's, um, yeah, it's, as I said, yeah, you, you want to come away with, with championships, with trophies and everything. It's, they'll look back with, um, yeah, pretty damp on this season, I'd say. Yeah, definitely, definitely, especially team like Leinster. But uh, shall we move on, Lindsay? I saw you're sick of talking about poor Linsen this is we move on. <laughs> but you know what's actually funny? I'm sitting here as the pundit, I'll use air inverted commas here, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's a nice way. Now, if I was the upset and in a Leinster jersey, I'd be still raging, like my door would be closed and I would have made contact yeah. with nobody. So, yeah. yeah. Still, you can't, like, can't win them all, unfortunately. At the end of the season, like they yeah, still got hate... to a European final and yeah. a URC semi-final. Like, so it's still a really good season. Yeah. Much better than any of the other provinces. Like, yeah. I know they would have expected to win one of them, but like, do you know what I mean? They're just got so they're used so dominant. Like, yeah, yeah we've got so used to them being so good, being so dominant that, like, I'd say it's just kind of like, whoa. I would still say yeah. they're the best team in Europe. Like, I know they lost to La Rochelle and Bulls, but I still think they're the best team in Europe. Probably, yeah. yeah. Probably. We just have to be more adaptable. Like, we, yeah. we can't adapt to a physical team who takes us away from, like, our pure dominance and silky skills. Like, you know, even the second line of attack and, you know, identifying space. But what happens when you're having an off day when, like, you have, as I said, the Gary Ringroses and the Maloney coming on and, and having uncharacteristic knockovers? How do you mentally get yourself? Yeah. Um, and especially then in the likes of rugby where you just cannot force the game because then you're giving away turnovers or penalties and, you know, you're copying a rock in a hard place. So yeah. I think it will be a nice way to look at, you know, the dynamic. And maybe selection wasn't, like, we needed more physical. I might have started Ruddock in the back back row maybe yeah. do you know so that's that's nice questions for yeah. Cullen and, and Lancaster and it's, it's cool to see that good coaching um, can defeat like the, the best teams so like Raj obviously yeah. coached Larichelle really well to mm. be Leinster Jake White coached the Bulls really well you saw their little um, set piece tap where they kind of did a switch back yeah. like that's just a really good training park yeah. they've obviously done their homework so obviously Leinster what four in a row nearly five in a row yeah. sometimes it's nice to mix it up a bit someone but else we're probably it. predictable if we're if yeah. honest you know exactly so. like yeah Christoph, look, before we move on to the Ulster and Stormers game, we've got some questions for you, Mac, from our fans. Nothing too serious. Um, the first one, yeah, I, I, I love this question as well because I want to get to the bottom of this because we've heard loads of different iterations of this story. So not many Irish internationals have been discovered inside a bar in Australia or to, to a certain extent, we always hear the story of how you were discovered and how it came across. Can you can you tell us what exactly, and what's what, how many truths are in it? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah so... 
So I, uh, I'm good mates with Andy, friend's son, um, back home. He just works at like the bar that I'd go to all the time. Um, but I was talking to Andy before uh, anything. It wasn't like Jackson got on the phone and was like, you need to sign this guy. He's the great on the piss and he's good on the field. It wasn't anything like that. Like, it was, um, I was already talking to them and kind of they had tabs with me before that. Um, it was just a coincidence that, yeah, that is his son just ended up being a mate of mine and just yeah, working at the, at the same bar that, I, that I'd always go to. Yeah, did you, did like, when it, were you straight away like, yeah, I want to do this? Or did you take your time and kind of like, mm, do I want to leave? Because it's a big commitment. You're going to the other side of the bloody world. Like. I think it was uh, about two weeks after I talked to Andy, I just said, yeah, I'm keen to go. I've always wanted to come over here. And um, with like rugby so good that you get to travel the world and, and see different things. So I always wanted to, to give it a chance over here as well. And um, once the opportunity came, it was just too good to, to turn down. And so kind of like Jackson got the deal over the line or he has nothing really to do with it and he's going to bring you up anyway. <laughs> no. And it's just a good story. <laughs> uh, no, he's, for a bit there, it's like... Um, it's like everyone thought Jackson was playing the games for me yeah. as well, but no, he... Um, <laughs> That's a story going around. I was like, surely it's not that easy. Like, no, nah, no. Nah, You're uh, a good I, player. Like, he was, he was looking at you beforehand. I'm, I'm interested if Jackson's the one telling everyone... No, nah, he, <laughs> he wouldn't be like that at all. But uh, it, um, no, he didn't have anything to do with it. It was just a, a coincidence. Yeah, good story. So. That's guys. And the fact your mom is from Cork and you've Irish heritage, did that give you that extra bit of boost to come over? Like, would you have came to Ireland as a kid often enough? No, this is my first time. So oh, okay. I um, and yeah, mum's got heaps of family over here that that I wanted to get to know and um, and catch up with. So uh, it was yeah, it was always a dream to come over here and play. play and have you play. had this distant family all come to the games? Going, oh, that's do you know, that's my nephew there. Or, that's my cousin. Because <laughs> that's typically <laughs> Irish. Couples, now. couples, yeah, a couple uh, here and there. Uh, all asking for free stuff now, and uh, yeah, they're not, free they're tickets. Not like that. tickets, no, tickets. No, no, they're very good to be to be fed on their um. Or there's still plenty to meet. I think there's probably another thousand to meet um, over here, but uh, the ones that I have met so far have been fantastic. Whereabouts uh, in Ireland are your family based? They're all they're all in Cork. There might be a couple up here, but um, Cork, we couldn't get you to Munster. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, we got a dumb with you on a Munster. Missed yes. there, Someone no. missed the boat there. Like it's, that's, that's Listen, lads, this isn't friends. the saviour for Munster's downfall our season. Okay, <laughs> just to put it out there, don't be putting that on that man's shoulders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So look, when that kind of catch us up, like, just give us a shout out. Exactly. Like, yeah. like, Greg will, will broker a deal. <laughs> yeah. Well. You were playing in the sports ground, obviously uh, Connacht got you, and it's a bit of a different sports ground now to Sydney's where you kind of grew up, wasn't it, or Canberra? Cam- more Canberra. Canberra more Canberra, yeah. but still sunny, much more sunnier than sports ground. What was your experience like running out there for the first time? You actually got a nice try in your debut as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, first, um, so I actually got dropped after the, the first week, <laughs> um, and then Matt Healy went down in one of the training sessions, so I got brought back in. Um, it was kind of, for me, it was, I was kind of just like, I'm just going to go out there and enjoy it because, like, I'm not even supposed to be here this week anyway. Um, and walk, you know, running across sand, uh, like a literal dog track to, to get to the field is just something, I, I found it was cool. Like, it's just something you don't really see. Mm. Well, you don't. Like, you're not going to see it in any professional program in the world, so. Were you kind of like, what is this place? Or did you love how kind of raw it is out there? No, I love it. It's uh, like when I when I first signed here, all my mates, the first, they're all punters, and the first thing they said, they're like, "It's around a dog track as well. How good's that? You can, <laughs> you can watch the dogs after training and stuff." Um, so, no, I love it. It's, I, I wouldn't change anything about it, and yeah, the, the, I think the dog track just adds to to what Connacht's about, and and yeah, yeah, good group of lads out there. Everyone that seems to play for Connacht loves the the vibe out there. Yeah, no, everyone gets on really well. We um, 
I think it's it's actually a lot to like Brumbies from where I came from. Like it's okay. a big, you know, family kind of. Yeah. Um, we're not seen as the heavy uh, heavy hitters of the of the competition, obviously, but. Uh, I think that we're, we're starting to build something real special as well and Definitely. got some good players coming in. We're, we've got some good players leaving, unfortunately, but, um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting couple of years to come. Good night night from Galway as well, which is always important. Fantastic night. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> That's the main draw. It's always the important. Draw. That's the main, that was, that was the, the main reason why uh, the names got in my head. Who did he have on a show a few weeks back? Friends of Jews that used to play for Munster. Conor Oliver. Conor Oliver, yeah. It's like that was his biggest, one of his bigger draws. Yeah. It was, yeah, good night life from Conor Oliver. Yeah, he's, <laughs> good, he's good lad in the piss as well. Yeah, yeah. I'd say he enjoys a few yeah. points, Conor Oliver, I'd say, does he? Yeah. Uh, literally everybody at Connacht does. <laughs> yeah. I not tell you one person who, yeah. It's the right way to be. You seem to have such a nice culture out there, like, and everyone kind of buys into it, right? Yeah, yeah, and we're all, it's all like, it's not a massive town, mm. obviously, either, so everyone's real close together. Um, we're all doing things on weekends with each other. And, That's nice. Um, yeah, going to, to one of the many pubs whenever we can. So it's uh, it is it is good fun there, and uh, yeah, everyone everyone yeah. gets on well. Cheers. Nice. Best of what works. You only had five appearances in the beautiful green of Connacht, and uh, you got a now call to come up to Ireland. Did you expect that you would be propelled up to international level so quickly? No, not at all. I actually had heaps of festivals booked for for <laughs> a time where when I got called in and all these holidays planned, um, it was furthest thing on my mind I just I just wanted to come over here and play rugby and kind of yeah I didn't feel I was getting much of a chance back back in Oz so yeah um that was yeah I just wanted to come over here and enjoy my rugby again and, and that's what I was doing so anything to come from that was just a plus and have you enjoyed it so far loved it absolutely loved it yeah it's yeah. people over here just love footy as well it just makes it so much enjoyable so much more enjoyable when you're out there and um, not everyone's being negative, everyone's actually being positive. It's something probably not used to in, a, in Australian rugby yeah. <laughs> too much. So um, it's, been, it's been amazing. Was it always kind of in the back of your head that you might play for Ireland eventually or that wasn't even in your thought process? Oh, it was definitely a draw for coming over here, you know, having the opportunity to do it. Um, but it just didn't, it didn't pop in my head. No, I didn't think it would happen. Because you played under 20s World Cup, am I right with that, for, for Australia? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So obviously your natural progression, I'm assuming, was to continue on that route. Yeah, I not maybe till like it was about two years ago, I, my career was always going to be just travel around the world, play as many places as I can and, and really enjoy myself and kind of switched my mindset a little bit towards my last season at Brumbies and decided I want to have a real crack and, um, yeah, give just footy as much of a go as I could yeah. and try to play the highest possible level I could. So... Um, definitely, yeah, switched over a little bit there to, to what I was thinking early on in my career. And um, no, I, can't, I can't, can't fault coming here at well, all. Look, but, life's yeah. a journey. We don't know what journeys <laughs> are going to come up, which is... Exactly. But uh, we've enjoyed yeah. certainly having you in an Irish course, jersey. So long may the success continue. And were you exactly. signed with Brumbies at the time when you came up here or were you kind of on a downtime? Um, I had one more year with Brahms and then as I was kind of... In my head, I was, I was ready for something new. So I actually... Um, I was pretty close to going to Leicester Tigers for a bit there, actually. Um, oh, and then yes. that kind of fell through and, yeah, Connect was contacted me and, yeah, the rest is history. Just, Thank God they did. Them stripes wouldn't have suited you, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mac, there was talk before you trained to Irish team that the head of rugby Australia got in touch. Is that true? Uh, I had had a couple of chats to some people, um, but my head was... it was My mind was pretty much made up. I... Um, 
nothing to do with them. Like you know, the the Australian team, there's so many good players there already that, that, that they're countering on. But um, yeah, coming over here, I felt like I was getting more of an opportunity than I would have back in Oz. So um, it was always my head that once the opportunity came up to play for Ireland, that it was yeah, I was going to take it um, exactly. when I when I realised I could get there. Do you know the national anthem? I know, I know the uh, English version. The, the, <laughs> well, it's hard because I'm trying to sound it out, but you can't sound out Irish words. Like it, no. it no, just no. looks completely different. So yeah. I'm still in the process of that. But, sitting down learning it. Oh, I'm trying to. It's, yeah. it's not hard. easy. It's very hard. Because Irish people that can't learn it, like yeah. never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Any lads helping you? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I think they'd struggle with it as well. Who do we get? Did Dunnock Ryan help TJ Sander when he was here? Like, so there's to find someone else, he's gone. CJ. But yeah. you have different dialects as well. Like, if you had someone, say, from Ulster teaching it, like, the, how they, like, pronounce their words, you're like, sorry? Yeah. And then Dublin, you know, Leinster, or should be different, so... I'm not sure about Connacht. You'll be looking now <laughs> when you're lining up against New Zealand this summer, hopefully, I presume you're going to be picked. I think the squad's getting picked today, but we'll be looking out to see if you're singing along the way. <laughs> uh, Tweeting them. I'd like to be able to mouth it. Yeah, as I said, you, you can't even mouth it. Like it's just something you've got to nail straight away. Yeah. So, um, You'll yeah. get there. Okay, I don't think Bundy sings it either. So Grant. <laughs> I don't think Bundy sings it. He, doesn't know, he definitely doesn't know what to say. Uh, you might have to ask Bundy that. Yeah. Say, I reckon he'd say he does, but yeah, if he, he doesn't. probably doesn't. <laughs> but we only play um, Aaron Levine. Home games. Oh, yeah, home games, yeah. yeah. So you're sorted for New Zealand. New Zealand is just Ireland's call. I'll just sing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> In your head, the yeah. soldiers. While they're, doing, while they're doing the hawker, if I get a game, I'll just, I'll just sing it. Nice. <laughs> I like Brilliant it. Brilliant stuff. Oh, great stuff. Uh, so we're talking about your illustrious Irish career. You, you seem to have started really well in your debut. You couldn't have dreamed of a better start like that, could you? No, it was um, no, it was, it was crazy. Like, a, 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 as uh, somebody asked me the other day how... How I was feeling, like somebody said, I think I look calm and all that, and I was just absolutely shitting myself. <laughs> it was, um, oh, it's one of the most nervous I've ever been in my life. I just, I generally walked into the to the sheds, this thing, and I'm going to have an absolute shocker here. Like I just, just had a bad feeling, and then it was, I got that early touch, um, and then yeah, it just got me into that game, and then I just, I just realised this is another game of footy, so it. Um, the, the the boys around me as well, you know, you always hear credit to the boys, but like they they really did help me calm me down and um, made it a really special week for me as well. Like it was just, um, I think it's it's hard to play bad when you when you got a team like that as well. Um, just playing with some absolute great players in that Irish team, so um, yeah, it was no, it was yeah, it was crazy. What was your it's... first cap song? Sorry, Jason. Uh, um, Sweet Caroline. Was it? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Nice. I like a good classic. That's a good time now. Well, no. I think if you take a lot of credit for the fact that, like I said, you only played six games, you're brought straight into six nations, which is, I think it's fair to say, it's the biggest international mm-hmm. tournament in the world. Like, you look at all the rest of them, six nations is the creme de la creme, you know, and you're coming in and straight away you're named in the starting lineup. I mean, if you, no matter how cool you are, like, <laughs> you're going to be an absolute nervous bag of, like, it's nuts, like, it I really think, is. I think, um, Greg said it was the biggest, de- uh, worst decision that anyone's ever made as well. So, uh, <laughs> Me? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a... No, no, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did not we, say All going to get the fire extinguisher. <laughs> what I said was, I was like, he hasn't played Irish rugby yet. I was like, how yeah. can you go from just getting into the squad to starting? Then you started. Oh, he was absolutely slaving yeah. yeah. Oh, no, he was very red-faced yeah. the week no, no, after. No, no, no. He was red-faced no. the week after. But then, to be fair to him, he did want to pronou- um, uh, give you your man the match award. 
Then I, I, I interviewed you on the pitch afterwards. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> no, it was, um, who was it? Somebody, yeah, somebody sent me that. I got sent um, that clip plenty of times afterwards, and I was just oh. like, I was just like, <laughs> Dude, I didn't say anything bad. Did no, 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 no. It was, uh, no, that's what I didn't think it was there. Uh, I was like, surely he's not going to start. And then you started, and then you had an unbelievable game and scored a try. I was like, shows that I know, anyway. Yeah, but in fairness, no one expected you. Like, yeah. And it came out of nowhere. Like yeah. I, said, I don't think you expected yourself, I'd say, at one stage, did you? No, 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 not at all. I, yeah. um, I was just happy to be in the squad, yeah. yeah. to be honest. And, there was nothing uh, against your playing ability at all, <laughs> man. I was like, how is Andy Farrell going to put this guy straight in? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but it's good though, as in I don't, I don't think, and that's no offence to some of our previous coaches, but other coaches didn't take that chance and like it, it paid off like in spades. Yeah. You know? So it's good to see that Andy, okay, he obviously saw enough of you in training and he goes, well, I'm going to back this guy. Yeah. And then, you know, you were, you, you, you were turned the favour like, and you had an absolute stormer. So happy days. And yeah. this wasn't a, it was an important Six Nations considering we're leading into a World Cup same yeah. way as this tour in New Zealand like we've kind of discussed it over the last couple of weeks with the show like do you go with experience that you know like do we bring Johnny or do we try and look for another 10 because if he gets injured we're goosed and obviously we might discuss later in the show who maybe a couple of the young capped or um, like the winger story Balakoon yourself have had fantastic seasons like who's going to go like it's 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 a nice conundrum to have for Irish rugby the amount of talent coming through Um so yeah, it was good, and it's nice that he took that. That's the thing. You obviously saw. You obviously just. I heard from the lads in the camp that you trained unbelievably that week. Like you know, just you took it like a duck to water. So Andy just obviously saw that in you, and mm. you kept it going the whole Six Nations. You had a stormer against France then as well. I want to talk to you about that. Oh, you chucked out of the air. That was incredible. That remember try, that? Yeah. Oh my God. Man, that was a joke. It's like, ridiculous. I remember watching I jumped out of my seat. I was like, this is nuts. Did you play AFL or is that just? No, I um. Oh, I, I don't know what it's really coming down to. Like, I thought I was just going to get absolutely nailed by um, the French number seven. I can't remember his name. but he, um, Because I, I knew that he was kind of in front of me mm. and I just thought I'll run as hard as I can, otherwise Andy's just going to yell at me. So um, <laughs> that was that was the only thing going through my head. I was like, just just get there. And then once I realised I had an opportunity to grab the ball, it's like, oh, okay, here we go. And then I was just waiting to get nailed and there was nobody in front of me and I thought, Incredible. Keep going, just keep going. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought to myself, well. maybe you were playing a bit of Gaelic football, just, you know, to keep it a bit lively. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's what I'll take up after, after footy anyway. There you <laughs> go. Um, you seem to have gelled very well. You seem a good guy, Sam guy, and obviously your teammates think that of you as well at Connacht. Um, and so much so you got a tattoo of one of your teammates. Would you like to Yeah, yeah, I can, get him, up. I can get him up here for you. There you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yes. He kind of looks like Rob Herring. Though. That is ridiculous. <laughs> he, it's like a, kind of like Buzz Lightyear, but he kind of does look like Buzz Lightyear. I'll show you so it's actually a good portrait. Um, and was that a bet or you just love him? Um, how did it come? I was getting a, a tattoo somewhere and then he was like, oh, what are you getting my face? And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll get it. And he's like, would you actually get it if I paid for it? And I said, absolutely. Stop. He paid for it? Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Booked it in like half an hour later and got it the next day. Um, that was the only thing that went into it. No bet or anything. Um, and now he's there with me for life. It's good. <laughs> is, <laughs> it, is it true it's only about a Slurman's McKenzie tattoo? Yeah, yeah, right. They're right next to him. Ah, oh, yes. Big Slurms. That's fantastic. Big, Big Slurms. Slurms fan, yeah. <laughs> now you need to work on your tan up your legs. I hope you don't mind me saying you have a nice oh, farmer's tan I, there. It's, it's definitely the Irish in me. Like, I, I just burn and then go back to pasty white. I haven't tanned a day in my life. So. <laughs> How many tattoos have you got? Um, I'd be close to maybe eight or nine. Pretty Which couples. one is your favourite? My arm. Um, I love. I'm a big fan of slams. 
Uh, yeah, the party worm. That's nice. such a good episode. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally, it's one of my favourite like cartoon episodes. It's fantastic. Show. It's so good. And then my name's Mackenzie. Slim's yeah. Mackenzie oh. just just works. So. It's brilliant. That's a good one. And will you get a tattoo now if you do go travelling? Which you know, which will be what you've just said. Will you is a case where you kind of get a tattoo to remind you of all the teams or the places? Or, um, would you be into that? I'm not really sure. They're kind of they're pretty random, to be honest. I don't really have an idea with with many of them. Nice. I'm not like one of those people where they all mean something. Mm. Like <laughs> I've just got the sad, happy faces. Like I don't know why. I just liked it, so I thought I'd get it. Um, Let's see. They're kind of. I'm, I'm pretty hidden. Like once I'm wearing a shirt, you can't see too many. Yeah, of those. yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah I get you. Um, we we jumped over a question there. Just um, looking back on Connacht. So oh, I mean, sorry. it's been a funny season for Connacht this year. Like you've had some unbelievable performances and then some disappointing ones. So it's been very up and down. I think for Connacht, you're, it's, it's very, there's no in-between. It's either unbelievable or disappointing. Um, you have a lot of signings coming in this year, a lot of guys leaving. Like, what are you thinking? I know you're looking at the New Zealand tour now first and hopefully you'll be selected for that, but what are you thinking ahead of next year? What's the goal? Because like, that team, you, you know yourself, that Connacht team is capable of doing much better. Yeah, well, you know, we, um, Ulster, who were very unlucky to to miss out on finals, like we played one of our best games against them, who were an unbelievable team, and then we we lost to, no disrespect to the Dragons, but they weren't, they didn't have a great season. We we they um, absolutely put it on us, like not not too long afterwards. So it's as you said, it's just being consistent. Like that's going to help us a long way in um, in making the finals and and being just constant competitors, winning yeah. the games that we're supposed to, and then the games where we maybe counted out, getting a few of those as well is just going to help us. Um, just be a real consistent team. So that's the main thing to come out of it. And I think the guys coming down are really going to help that. We're going to have a really um, deep squad next year as well. So um, I'm sure everybody will be will be counted on at some point in the season. And, yeah, yeah. it'll be good. I think that, that depth is huge as well, because like, when you've got the likes yourself and Bundy and a few other guys now are starting to get called up or Connacht, going back a few years ago, like I think with Bundy was the only really international in the team. And now there's several Connacht players and there's more guys that are probably going to get picked um, like the likes of Prendergast and stuff like mm. that, like are probably going to go, you know. So you need that depth now all of a sudden because you're losing these four or five players, whereas before you were really <laughs> losing Bundy, like really yeah. essentially, you know. Exactly, so yeah. It makes you need that depth. Yeah, well, you, we mentioned the New Zealand tour there is coming up uh, this summer. You'll probably find out tomorrow that you're, you're going to be on it, I presume you are. Um, are you looking forward to that? Presuming we're going to presume you're going now. Um, if, yeah, like if, if I go, it'd be, it'd be amazing um, to... Play the All Blacks is just it's another another level. So it'd be be uh, an amazing um, tour to go on, and it'll be it'll be a great challenge as well. Like the, I can't remember the last time that they would have lost a a Test series over in New Zealand yeah. either. So um, to go over there with an opportunity to do that is um, something real special as well. Um, I think the the team that we're building is is in a really good spot, even, and uh, I think it's going to be. Gonna be good fun. It'll be one to go on for sure. Yeah, they definitely have a target on Ireland's back after I think the last time Ireland played New Zealand was in Aviva and Ireland won. Um, and they went home. So I'd say they can't wait to get you guys down there. But is there anyone in particular you want to square off against that you're looking forward to? Someone like maybe Will Jordan, I think that'd be a good matchup, you and him. Um I'd rather not be up against those guys. That'd, that'd be perfect, actually. But hopefully they're all injured and they just bring in some some ringing would be outstanding. But no, the the um, is it like Will Jordan, the, the Barretts, those type of guys are people that I've been watching for years now that have just been tearing up and, and are amazing to play um, play against. So um, it, whoever they place, like they're gonna, have, it's gonna be a class player. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a good matchup, and it's gonna be someone that you're gonna really have to do your homework on. 
Um, they're just so spoiled for talent over there, and uh, yeah, anyone that you come up against is going to be a red hot player. Of course, yeah. Great stuff, great stuff. Well, look, thanks for answering those questions. When we get back to the rugby, back to the URC, um, unfortunately, another defeat for the Irish teams, but it was always going to be a tough ask for Ulster to go down and take on the Stormers in the backyard. But 17 15 defeat, they pushed them all the way, possibly unlucky in the end. I don't know if that kick went over or not, like a, a lot of Ulster fans are saying that maybe that convert, that kick at the end, the, con- the conversion wasn't. But I think there's a couple angles there that say it did go over, but you know, there's no point in crying over spilt milk. Really is there. No, Ulster put in a good performance in fairness. So I thought they were I thought they were decent. I thought Robert Balakun was class, Billy Burns had an unreal game. They just like I actually thought Stormers would win by a lot more. I didn't think it would come down to the wire. I don't know what you thought of it, Lindsay. No, I thought Ulster were, were good. I think unfortunately they just even like I just seen them in their mall defensively, they they had the measure of Stormers, but Stormers' physicality just overpowered them. And I think that was just the story really of Ulster. They just Stormers overpowered them in the end. And I think Lewis and Balakoon. Um, to an injury kind of probably impacted them. Not sure about Nathan Doak, maybe not coming on, maybe just those impact swaps, maybe just trying a couple of things. But yeah, I think um, to lose it in the last kick um, yeah. and they were just, they were so narrow then to, to give away that try, like in the, what, 84, 83rd, 84 minute. I just think they gave it everything and that's all you can ask, but they'd be disappointed now this morning, really, yeah. Do you fancy Ultra coming into that game? Do you think they had a chance of doing it? Yeah, I definitely don't think you can count them out. Like, they're such a class team with so many good players. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely going to be a tough one going over there. Playing in Cape Town as well, um, I was lucky enough to go on a tour to Cape Town and like the Stormers just have such a fortress over there. Um, their crowd's just going berserk the whole time as well and um, they, they kind of made it a, their own for sure. So, um, yeah, I, I think a bit with Greg as well, like it was, I thought it was either going to be really close or, or a bit of a blowout for, for the Stormers. So... Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously gave it at all, and I'm friends with a couple of Ulster guys, so I'm going to say the kick didn't go either. either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you look at the angles, like there's a few of them that's kind of like, maybe it did, but I think they probably should have spent more time reviewing it so that like we shouldn't have this conversation. <coughs> because what if it didn't go over, like, and if they stopped and checked the angles? Like, yeah, but like I'm presuming, know? like, obviously we all watch it on TV, I'm presuming it did go over, like, do you know what I mean? The different angles down there. <laughs> It looks touch, ridiculously wide to me. Two touches standing under the post, like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, but I, Maybe I, they did review it in depth, I don't know, yeah. like behind the scenes. Like, but. I do wish it didn't, because I'd love to see Ulster in there and have an Irish team to shout on in the final. Like, and I thought they deserved it. I thought some of the tries they, they had were amazing. Robert Balakoon's offload into Stuart Moore. Yeah. Balakoon is just one of the most natural, natural gifted athletes I've ever seen. Mm. Like, I hope his injury isn't too bad. I don't know if you any update on that, anyone? Have you heard, you chatted yeah, to him, no? no. Yeah, because you'd like to expect him to go to New Zealand. Mm. Um, even though the back three going to New Zealand is going to be mad with like yourself, Balakoon, James Lowe, um, James, James Lowe, Armour, all those lads, Armour. It's a lot of competition there on that back three at the moment. Serious Rob there. has been playing unbelievable. Like he's he's such an X factor for that Ulster team, um, for any team that he's in. So, yeah, hopefully it's it's all good for him, fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's only going to make a player like you better like because if you're just getting a hand in that 11 or 14 jersey every week and you're like, oh, I'm certain, then you're like... I don't think yeah, your performance is like, no matter how hard you try, they're going to drop. But whereas if you're in that jersey and you're like, okay, if I don't play unbelievable today, then Rob Balakoon will come in, James Larmour will come in, James Lowe will come in. Oh, sorry, James Larmour, Jordan Larmour. Sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's, and yeah. you, you need that, don't you, at, at, at that level? Because like, you know you have to be at your best every time you play for Ireland. Yeah, exactly right. There's, but there's so many other players, even uh, like someone like um, 
like Keith Earls and stuff that are that are yeah been so great for so long as well. Like um, Andrew Conway. Andrew yeah, Conway. yeah. The, the thing I found is that everybody is just like, even though we're all competing for positions, everybody is real good at, at helping out and making sure once we're not picked at um, helping out the other players so they're ready to go as well. So um, Rob's a great guy to have around the group too. He's he's a great fella. So it'd be a big loss if he if he didn't make the tour. Yeah. Do you feel the pressure to have to perform every day in training because of competition in the back three is so, so big? Like, it's probably you and Lowe fighting for that left wing. I think I remember in the Six Nations, you were flying it. Conway was flying it on the right wing and then James O got fit and he came in. And how, how did you deal with that mentally? Or were you like, fair enough? Um, like, I was just happy to get a game. So And Andy kind of sat me down and um, they had some some points built up. Like, they had a great autumn te- um, series, him and... Him and Lowy as well. Yeah. Like it was, it was understandable that they had been playing so well for for so long that it's probably fair enough. They yeah they had some money in the bank that they could miss a game due to injury and then come back in. I think they've definitely earned that right to to have that opportunity. So it, yeah. I did understand it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Exactly. What's um? Yeah. So you were saying there like some of the guys are good like to help you out. Someone we were talking about last week on the show was Keith Earls and. You've said it in the past, and a lot of other players said the past. Said like he's really good at that in training, especially someone like you coming straight in. Did he pull you aside and give you some pointer tips and help you out? Yeah, heaps. It was um, it's really unfortunate when he hurt his hammy actually, because um, he was a guy that that did help me out a lot. And to see him go down was um, it was just sad for because he wanted to be in the group so much, so bad mm-hmm. as well. So that was pretty tough. But he was just such a big loss as as a as a bloke, and like that's almost just as big as. Um, a really good player like going down, like having somebody that's just so good around the group mm. as well, um, just makes the whole. Like, it just makes everyone more chilled and makes it a way better environment. So he, yeah. um, I'm sure he'll be back soon anyway, and, and heading to New Zealand as well. And um, yeah, the guys, there's a lot of guys like that. Andrew Conway is another one who helped me out a lot too. And um, yeah. 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 Was nice great stuff. yeah, great yeah. stuff. Yeah, great stuff. Was back to the game itself um, before we got too distracted. Um, two tries in the first four minutes, in the first fifteen minutes. Sorry for the for the Stormers. I mean, when you when you give up two tries that quickly, like I mean, you're you're, you're digging a hole for yourself essentially, aren't you? Yeah, they came out of the traps quick. They got the first uh, first try. I think it was a, a mauled over, and then um, they had an unreal set move off the off the mall as well, where the Yankees went down the right, gave it inside to Ruse. It was lovely handling. Um, they just, I think, they did their homework there as well. It seems I have to. I I look well. Whatever about the mall try, that was the one I was saying. Like Ulster's defense, like they couldn't done any more to stop that. Like Storm was just overpowered them for the first try, but the second try was a piece of magic. It's something again. You kind of we spoke about Ulster's try last week uh, for Stuart Moore, like yeah. coming off the train pitch and works out like this line out. Like as a forward, I was like. Magic, like it was beautiful. <laughs> like to switch back because again they were like predictable. It'll always go same way or open side. So to come back blind and your number eight being so good and just into play was I just thought it was fabulous. And look, that's just good piece of rugby. I don't think Ulster can. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't. I think credit to them as well in the fact that you're conceding two tries in the first fifteen minutes and then they can they score two tries themselves and retake the lead. But as I said chasing a game, you don't want to be chasing a game down in South Africa. Do you know what I mean? Like, would you have experienced that? Like, having been there, having toured there, it's the kind of place I think. Do you need to get the leg up first on a South African team and come out of the blocks? Because oh, as soon as you bring, let them into the game, it's yeah. They're they're a team that plays off heaps of emotion too. Mm. Like once you give them, it's a lot like teams like Argentina and stuff like that as well. You saw Italy against Wales. Like you give them a little sniff, and you know it's just going to be so much harder than it has to be. Kind of yeah. South Africa obviously have 
have been a lot more consistent than the other. But they're a team that's especially like that too, where when they feel like they're really in it, they can just find that little extra bit to to kind of get them over the line. And yeah, it's definitely an uphill battle once they they get a good start. Mm. I think Collingwood are the only Irish team that got a win down in South Africa this year, aren't they? Uh, they got a win as early well, as yeah, yeah, yeah. the Lions, I think the Lions have been as early. They're the Ornish team that actually got a Edinburgh win. Edinburgh got a win as well down there. But yeah, yeah Colin, so the only Irish team I've seen. Yeah, the Irish team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Huge. Which yeah. Is, um, another, another fellow that had a great game, who's been playing really consistently well, actually, is Stuart McCluskey. He's mm. an unbelievable game. I would love to see him get on the plane to New Zealand. I think he deserves it now. 100%. Yeah. 100%. He's probably having one of the, his best seasons in a long time. Exactly. And like, yeah. you, you saw it even in that Munster game as well, like how he's not just a threat using his size. He's such a threat that like you're expecting him to come at you, but he also has lovely hands. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I got I got to shut him down. Like, but then he's just creating space for yeah. other people. And Himself think, and James Hume had really yeah. good, really good games. Their handling ability is incredible. The lines are cutting. It's yeah. Just, it's just so good to see. Like, but yeah. the issue is I can't. Don't know if all these centres can go to New Zealand. Like, there's so many good guys playing yeah. well. But yeah. I'm really interested to see. I think he deserves a Stuart McCluskey because he's been in around there for so long now, and he's just a really big force to reckon with. Yeah. I think down New Zealand, his size will do will do really well. World of good. We need to bring some phys- physicality, I think, as well as a bit of ball players. Yeah. But do you think Ulster will shoot themselves considering Storm has had a red card? Andre yeah. Smith again got yeah. a red card for gouge and like like blatantly it was absolutely pure stupidity. What I was, was like, he thinking like? You and Henderson are like tall trees in a forest standing <laughs> like, and you're just like, you know, massaging his eyeball. I just kept think going that's back like, to do it as well. Like, yeah, like two or like, three times. So silly. But like the thing was, there was only like less than 10 minutes left in the game. So I don't think it made that much of a difference maybe. Because then they came no, back but up. but psycholo- yeah. It can go yeah. either way, can't it, psychologically? It can go either way. And then they came back up and they scored that last minute try where LeBoc just had two moments of brilliance like yeah. that pass was um, I know it's kind of a rugby nerd thing but that pass was beautiful mm. he's like 15 metres out to the winger um, scored in the corner and then to have the balls to kick it over after missing every kick in the game so far well yeah kick it over when, well, you, when you look back at it so the balls like to oh, kick it from the 100%, 100%. But when you look back on Ulster season like so they lost the Champions Cup to a very last second try or last couple of minutes try from two points so they lost by one point over two legs I mean, they lose this then to an 85-minute try. I mean, yeah. it's pretty stinker of a way to end the season. You'd rather get beaten soundly than lose both matches in that fashion to lose a game by a point here or a point there. Like, Well, that's the positives of being a Munster fan, isn't it? Like you have yeah, we just get trashed every week. We actually lose by 20 points. really big margins. <laughs> now, I have waited all show for that day. I'm glad we went to Munster. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. I like you. These two. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, like, is, is, is this going to affect you guys going down to New Zealand and stuff? Because Ireland were doing so well, the provinces were doing so well, but no, it didn't end well for anyone. didn't end well for Leinster, Connacht, Ulster or Munster. No. So, uh, and now you've got to go down to the small matter of a three-test series against the All Blacks and two against the Maori. Like, mm. It's not like you're rocking down to take on Italy or Georgia. Like, it's, it's, it's going to be... It's going to be tough for you to get, yourself, get everyone back up. Like, especially the likes of those Leinster guys and Ulster guys who are just off the back of losing... Matches, losing, yeah. sorry, losing big knockout matches. I don't think so. I think everyone in those teams are just such class players. Um, even though it didn't go to plan for, for both of them, like they're, yeah, they're just, they're too good of players to kind of, I think, let it keep them down. And I think if anything, it will actually make us, will make them like a lot hungrier to, to do well in New Zealand and kind of, yeah, have a bit of light at the end of the tunnel for this season that's that's been a bit dark for them all. But yeah. um, no, I think that yeah, everyone there is just far too good to, to keep them down. 
And, and as a group out in Connacht, how did you look back on your season? Were you happy enough as a group of lads that you did okay or were you kind of disappointed with your season? So I thought you had moments of brilliance where your back line was flowing. But then maybe it was just, as you mentioned earlier, the depth in the squad just kind of caught you a couple of times. Like when you'd be missing or Bundy was missing or Jack Carty, they just wouldn't be able to hold it together. Or How do you look at the back of the season? No, it was, it was a pretty disappointing season, like in all honesty. It was, um, there are just some games that we just let slip. Um, Lost concentration, so it's whenever I think whenever you don't make the finals at all, it's it's not a good season at all. Um, so yeah, there's a lot to build on for next year. Um, as I said, with all these new guys coming in, I think it's going to be it's going to be really exciting. Yeah, for sure. You've some group of lads coming across. You've had your end of season piss up. You have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's all done now. So you said goodbye to a couple of lads, and I'm sure some guys are still going. Probably it was a couple of weeks ago. But who knows? Yeah. Great stuff, great stuff. Now, before we move on to the news, uh, thanks to our sponsors, Bank of Ireland. Uh, Connacht's Kieran Marmion took a visit down to Dunmore Rugby Club to find out about the players and all the people involved. Welcome to Dunmore Rugby Club in a very windy Galway, where I've come to meet David Umbazira. He's the coach of the girls under 12s, under 13s and under 14s teams. And he's also the secretary of the Connacht Youth Committee. He's been coaching for 17 years. And today he's going to be telling me how he's teaching the next generation to never stop competing. So for me, I think in the club, it's important that kids don't just focus on winning. Um, I suppose it's a bit about process, about what we have to do, hard work, development, training, uh, teamwork. And then it's about respect, respect for themselves, respect for their teammates respect for the opposition, um, respect for the game, and respect for the referee. In Damore, we have a very successful senior team. Um, we've got overall about 300 members in the club. So small, but we, uh, we punch above our weight. That's not a Galway accent. Can you tell me how you got over here? But rugby, I suppose, is what brought me to, to Galway. So I was here in 2003. One of my friends was getting married. It was a stag do. Uh, we went to Galway. Um, I met my wife. And the rest, as they say, is history. So when I got here, there was no, there was no girls rugby. Uh, and I've got a daughter, so I was really passionate about that, so I wanted to start that. So I set up through Give It A Try, we did that initially, and then we've grown to have a girls team, so yeah, very proud of that. I coach because I'm passionate about sport, and I'm passionate about sport and young people. I think it provides fantastic opportunities, enables them to fulfil their potential. I think as a coach, you learn about yourself, as well as the kids learning about themselves. Tell me about the community around Dunmore Rugby Club. The community in Dunmore, it's a fantastic community, incredibly welcoming, Obviously, I've been here for three years. It's a fantastic place. You know, everybody, you know, takes everybody, welcomes everybody, really supportive, friendly. It's a great place to enjoy a night out as well. What type of support do you get from Connacht Rugby Club? So we have a really good relationship with Connacht, as do all the 26 clubs in the province. Um, so there's a focus from the committee to all our clubs around coach education, spirit and values of the game. Um, so we're really well supported and they really want to ensure that every club is able to produce a great experience for boys and girls across the province. What future ambitions do you have for Dunmore? So we're, we're very uh, ambitious. We've got a really progressive committee and we've got a senior team which is going well and hopefully he's going to get into 1A. Um, we hope to have a young player from Dunmore wearing the green shirt that you wear, you know, going all the way to, to Connacht and being a pro. That'd be great for us. But for really for us, it's about ensuring that we have Players from Armini and youth section playing for our first team. That's that's it. That's you know tantamount to what success looks like for us. That's great stuff. That's, that's what it's all about. I think it's pretty evident with with, with Connacht the last few years. I think a lot of credit goes should go to Pat Lamb when he first came in. This this whole grassroots grassroots to green shirts campaign. You can see it in the quality of, of Connacht and just everyone getting involved. Whereas 
I don't know if you know this, but like many, many, many moons ago, like they tried to get rid of Connacht at one stage and wanted to get, like have three provinces because Connacht were just if, if no one was buying into it. Like and now, like to see how far it's come in the last few yeah. years is incredible. Well, all the clubs and the province, like, and how everyone's involved. And have you have you got a chance at all, like, to get involved in with any of the, the local clubs or pay a visit to any of the clubs? Or no, not yet. I um, I'll hopefully get down to a club um, club team soon and and get involved. Um, I think I know a couple guys that are with Go Agents and stuff like that. So um, I'll try to get down to some some local footy. It's on. It's on pretty late here as well, which has been a problem for me. But <laughs> yeah. I'm normally in bed by the time they start training. I think so. Um, <laughs> I'd be nice even just to get down, like just to kind of meet the guys and stuff like this. Yeah, exactly. To have an Irish, an Irish international lockdown, like it did. You know, it means the world to those kind of guys. Like, and they love seeing things like that. Like, and it, yeah. it really helps grow the game. Yeah, it's class. Fellas like that is what keeps rugby going in the country. Like, you know, going mm. out there every weekend, coaching the youth. I just think fellas like that are incredible. Like, so it's good that they're getting some acknowledgement. Yeah, and there's loads of volunteers out around the country. So big shout out to everyone who gives their time to grow the game. So, yeah, fair play. So we move on to the news, guys. Lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, obviously, the big one is the fact that the URC Dream Team was named. Uh, five Irish players included. Leinster's Ross Byrne, Ulster's James Hume. Nick Timoney of Ulster as well. Why? Just two monster men. Who and we're going to get the drum roll built up here now. Who are they? Huge for the but Jean Klein is the first one, right? <laughs> and a certain scrum half. <laughs> no, it's not Conor Murray. It's Craig Casey. <laughs> yes, it is. I love Craig, lads. He's a Shannon man. He's like from my hometown. And Skull Reach as well. Plays the same club as me. I think he's class. And I've, I've been kind of going towards Craig in the last few weeks. I actually had dinner with Owen Redden the other day, and he just thinks Craig Casey's the best thing yeah. since sliced pan bread. But, but you, you have a crush on Conor Murray, though. That's and the problem. But you wouldn't believe I, I love Murray, too. You have a crush on Conor Murray, like his secret crush. <laughs> That's not so secret. I just think people can't be writing off Murray with how good his career's been. Nobody's writing him off. But I'm surprised. Um, Mac, you weren't in it, man. Are you surprised with that? No, there's plenty of good play, uh, people around me. There's, you know... You were so consistent. This is what it is. Because like. all the South African lads got in there. They're all just running right, you know. All <laughs> running right towards the end. They're all yeah. just too zippy. Yeah. What, uh, what do you think? Like you've been in the camp, like as a new obviously, like you've played with Casey, you played with Marmy, and you played with Murray and all them. Like what? Do you, like, people are ruled not Murray. Like Murray is still a pretty damn good scrum half, isn't he? Like. Yeah, you definitely can't count him out at all. He, um, uh, as Greg said, he's been so good for so long. Um, he's been a player that. Um, I'm going to make him sound old here, but like when I was growing up, like watching him come over and mm. play the New Zealand teams and the Aussie teams and stuff, um, he was just always so good. Um, so yeah, no, it's I think it's a, it's definitely a good problem to have to have so many good scrum halves around at the moment. Hundred percent, and it's, it is about your game plan. And this is let me be very clear, Connor Murray. Don't be driving up here now in any big, you know, Land Rover or anything. I think he's an exceptional player. Um, I probably like a quicker game and I think the game has evolved and we've had this mm-hmm. discussion that Munster are probably struggling with their DNA with the you know the old school Munster-esque DNA that's there but the evolution of the game and how quick it is and how much the ball is moving so that's where I think some of your better rugby has been with Craig Casey at nine however I'm not underestimating the game management and the experience of Murray I think he's phenomenal I think there's lots of rugby left in him 
But I also just am delighted that Craig Casey's here. Craig deserves it. He's been so consistent. Like yes. he's in- incredible. They all deserve it. Like Sean Klein's been un- unreal all year. They're kind of acknowledged guys in this URC dream team that maybe not be in international duty. They're just there every week, yeah. plugging away, playing well. So it's great to see those guys all getting a nod. I wonder if they get anything for it, like to get a bonus, or is it just nah, a... I doubt it. Like, I doubt it. Bragging rights. Bragging That's it. That's it. Craig yeah. going to, to Connor in night time, I'm sure. Sean <laughs> <laughs> fine. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, looking at well, we'll take one quick last look at the, the Irish squad because it's supposed to be announced uh, hopefully tomorrow. Um, unfortunately, Jack Harty's injured. He's not going to be there. I think he, he's going to be disappointed. I think he probably would have made that squad. If you look around the Connacht squad, any guys you think should should go? I mean, uh, Greg has been saying like for a month that he reckons Conor Oliver should be called up. Um, obviously, Keeper under gas is like I know he was kind of in around. He was, uh, he was a project player kind of a thing. Yeah. Like, but any kind of guys you reckon should be like. like Besides the likes of yourself and Aki who have been in there, that you know, do you think should get called up? Yeah, I think I think Kean and Bob have sorry and Connor. We call him Bob because uh, yeah. I think Bob. it's just because there's nothing up there, no white Bob. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I've gathered. We called him Bob in Munster as well. I lived yeah. him for a couple of years. We called him Bob. Yeah, yeah. just nothing upstairs. Yeah. Great guy though. He's, he, he, well, he's been in peace and playing some wonderful rugby this year in fairness to him. Yeah, it's uh, no. He's he's been one of our most consistent. I don't think he's played a bad game all season to be honest. He just just one of those guys that gives it absolutely everything week in week out. Uh, same with Can. They've mm. just like they've uh, they've been handling our back row and uh, they've definitely locked down their spots for the next next however long they want to be there. Um, I think they're two guys that definitely deserve a shot and um, be interesting to see see what happens there. Yeah, I yeah. think it's the aggression that Connor plays with, like that really no other sevens doing it. Obviously, Nick Timoney's class; he's playing really well at seven. Van mm. de Fleer, but Connor just brings. That next level energy, like I'd say, being on the pitch for him is just unreal. You just bounce off each other. Yeah, just uh, like just one of those players where anything can happen at any time. Mm. So it's definitely a guy to, to kind of follow along, and he's more than likely going to get an arm free and um, create something. Um, so yeah, I, I hope, hopefully for him, it'd, it'd be good. It'd be good to see. It'd be great um, to see him brought down to New Zealand. I just think there's just not enough spots like. Mm. Well, I think Keane has to go to try and rival your hair. He's good hair as well. <laughs> good hair. Yeah. yeah, and he's a good guy. No, he's been um, he's been stand out for such a young player now to come, and obviously he would have uh, his disappointment around not making Leinster and then going to Connacht and, and taking that journey and kind of yeah mm. reaping the rewards. So I I personally ha- I think I think he really needs to go just to get that experience. And you do. You need the younger guys to go over. Like, I mean, I, I'd say something like I mean, it depends on what size of the squad he's going to. But if you're going to look at bringing. Uh, a, a big chunk of back rows on here to bring like would you bring kind of a 27, 28 year old over or would you go let's bring over a Keane Pernagas or even an Alex Kendellan or something like that yeah, you know what I mean absolutely. like if you're looking towards the future and stuff I don't know it's a tough one there's just so many guys playing well like it's just yeah. un- unbelievable I just I, there's going to be guys not picked going to New Zealand that are unbelievable players and just sitting here at home but it has to be disappointment you have to cut it somewhere like Joe's you know mad is that like what this is your first season playing international rugby and you're just considered oh yeah He's gone, obviously. So you're yeah. like one of the old guys now already. <laughs> you know I mean? he's there's going to be a few surprises, I think, when the team comes about. out. Like, because, yeah. as we said, and we're looking around now, like there's so much competition in yeah. every position. Like There's going to be like, oh, he's not going. And like, and, you know, I suppose, what do you do in that situation? It's, supposed, it's a good it's a sign of the strength of the four provinces and the strength of the Irish rugby. Yeah. But I can see them as players like, you know, you can kind of say the conundrum has been a long season. You're like, oh, do I want to go on a tour if they're, if they're family at home? And then it's like, oh, we're going to play New Zealand in New Zealand. So, yeah, I really want to go. Doesn't matter how bo- you know, bad my body yeah. feels. Yeah. Like, they're the, the teams you want to play, you know, yeah. and pitch yourself against. So, 
Uh, I would hate to be Andy Farrell. Good luck with that, man. Yeah, best of luck anyway for everyone tomorrow who might be getting selected. But uh, that's all we've got time for, guys, unfortunately. Uh, Mac, I hope you enjoyed coming on. And we weren't, uh, we were good to you. Oh, very good. Always. <laughs> uh, it'd be, uh, be great to get back on sometime soon. Yeah, Craig, 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 uh, as we'll go back on an apology anyway the next time, like so. <laughs> you make your present. Anyway, a nice handwritten one, as I said. Oh, you can frame it, you can sign it down the bottom and I go, I was wrong. Sorry, sign Craig. For weeks, so skillful all the times he scored. And then I just thought, didn't think he'd be picked because it was just into the squad, but I was wrong. I was proved wrong. Um, so kind of I, I love you. Man. I think you're the man. <laughs> you forgive me. Boom. And of course, a big thank you to Bank of Ireland, our partners and proud supporters of the four Irish provinces. We'll see you next week, guys. Joe presents House of Rugby, United Rugby Championship, together with Bank of Ireland, proud supporter of the four Irish provinces. Yeah.